I grew up watching Star Wars and then Predator and going, I want the suit. How do I get that? We wanted to make something that we were originally only gearing for film and television. And we wanted to make that available to anybody. And honestly, the first people that embraced us was the haunted attraction community. Established in 2010, Immortal Masks is known for delivering film-quality products at competitive pricing. I'm not sure you can find a haunter that isn't aware of Immortal Masks. And coming up, they're launching three new product lines next month, and we have the details. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is the third episode in our Vendor Showcase series in partnership with the Haunted Attraction Association. Stay with us. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Netherworld to Dark Hour, Area 15, and even Hagrid's Motorbike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. Okay, back to the show. Immortal Mask is launching three new product lines for Transworld next month, and here's George to explain more. My name is George Franjakis. I'm one of the co-owners of Immortal Masks. We are one of the leading silicone mask companies in the world, and we are located in San Dimas, California. About 10 years ago, my partner Andrew and I kind of saw a, a hole in an emerging industry. It was silicone masks. Um, and and when, when it first started, there was, some, there, were, there was a really good company called SPFX, and they were doing cool human you know, masks, very much the Mission Impossible mask. And then there was a couple other companies coming out with creature stuff. Him and I came from a, a film effects background where we were working predominantly in the film effects industry. And we kind of wanted to take a lot of what we had been doing in film effects and applying it to an emerging product and see if we could push the boundaries of what we were seeing. What maybe makes us different than everybody else is we kind of learned cool tricks and to, to, to really kind of push what we thought capable before in these uh, simple overhead pullover masks. And now we have masks that like, are built way off your face. We have an animatronic mask that's coming out. We have masks that have fogging devices in it. And they smolder. We have masks that have lighting systems rigged within them. And all these are built inside of a mask that is completely flexible in every direction. So it moves with your face. So having things like lighting rigs in there, we're like, we're like, we're challenged in the beginning and now we got kind of good at it. And I think more than anything, we like challenging ourselves. The whole goal is always to bring that monster that we, we watched when we were kids into anybody's household. Like I, I grew up the guy like watching Star Wars and then Predator and going, I want the suit. Like, how do I get that? You know? And so initially that was our goal is just to go ahead and commercialize the effect. And then, like I said, we challenge ourselves constantly. We get bored with our toys. <laughs> so whenever, whenever we do one thing, it's like always on to the next thing. Okay, cool. Well, how do we make this cooler now? Speaking of, of that constant innovation, can you tell us a little bit about what you have planned for this year's Transworld? Yeah, yeah. We've kind of upped the ante on some of our massive lighting rigs in it. We've, we're custom building lighting rigs. We actually have a mass that has like LCD screens for eyes. They're animated eyes in it. We work with our friends over at Adafruit and they kind of came up with some cool things for us. But we're introducing three new product lines also for Transworld. Wow. For years, we've been pairing our masks for our movement videos with, with costumes and, and people go, where do you get your costumes? And for the most part, I'm a big fan of screen use costumes. I'm a collector uh, and in our proximity, obviously to the, to the, the industry in, in, in LA, I purchase a lot of screen use costumes. So it kind of led us to a discussion where people kept saying, where do you get these costumes? And I had to kind of be like, well, you know, it's kind of a one of a kind thing that I, you know, I, I bought. And we have access to union seamstresses and designers and pattern makers because they're our friends and we work with the industry. So we decided to come out with a costume line. So we're debuting Immortal Threads, which is our kind of our high-end, very, very movie-esque costumes. That will be debuting at Transworld. We are bringing back the faceplate, which was a, a resin hockey-style mask that we used to do years ago. And 
people like, why did they go away? And they weren't really cost effective. And the resident could warp. And we, we just kind of went, well, maybe not. Maybe we should just discontinue this line. But we kept the molds. In comes our friends over at October Studios. And they show me a product that was really cool. And, and it, was a, it, was, it was a urethane that was really neat. And we've had a relationship with Diego for years. And we sent him some molds. And we said, so we're, we're bringing back our face plates, but they're in a more of a flexible lightweight urethane that's like amazing you can't break it so those are coming back that's awesome and we just came out with a, a more haunter friendly mask which is a, a strap mask and strap masks have been around for a long time the haunter on the go the haunter that's moving really hard and going hard and is in a maze wants a little bit more comfortability and the full overhead mask sometimes limit that now we, we did our half masks years ago with the more of an open neck you know so it's like an encompassing mask that has it's cut off mid neck and those were really popular, obviously. And then our, our full masks are great for key line and for like mm-hmm. for photo op and whatnot. And, and there are guys that definitely can go hard in those masks too. It's all about personal yeah. fortitude. But we wanted one something that was a little bit meant to go like so you could go harder in it. And it, it was just the face. We re-engineered our core and that's what the mask is sculpted on. And that's how the mask moves with your face. Came up with a really cool strapping system that really gave us the torque that we needed, but didn't really block off the whole back of the head. And it's really easy to put on and really adjustable. So those are called the Mortal Faces, and those are debuting at Transit also. Our first five designs, and I got to credit my partner, Andrew Freeman. He's, he's an amazingly fast and accurate sculptor. So this product line developed really fast. We have a great team. They've figured out ways to make this go in a way that I plan on having these on hand all the time. So they'll also be readily available. I think we have like 60 new full and half masks that we came out with this year. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff coming. All this stuff will coincide with Transworld. So mm-hmm. for fans out there listening to this and asking, when are these new products coming? Most likely they'll launch on my website probably the week before Transworld so that they run yeah. in conjunction with Transworld. You said you had five designs for the Immortal Faces? We kind of went with the staples first, but we always put our spin on it. Uh, so we have Scumbag the Clown. He's the first one. And then we uh, just did Insane, which is like our kind of asylum slash possessed looking guy. He fits kind of like that. Uh, 13 ghosts to like, you know, any crazy guy in a straight jacket look. Uh, we have a zombie. It's more of a withered face zombie. You know, the, the, the ones where you do like all the bone exposed and stuff like that, those are kind of better left for full mass because you really want to travel with those wounds. This one's really cool. It's subtle. It's great. You put a hoodie over it. It looks awesome. You put a wig with it. It looks great. Then Andrew's sculpting our demon right now, which is really cool looking because it's like very gargoyle-esque looking. You know, it's a very classic demon. It works really well with this. And then for all the LARPers out there, we're doing an orc. The LARPers love that. We saw the need for that. We get hit up for all the time. You know, they like some comfortability and they like using armor and whatnot over there. So sometimes that can damage a, a full mask. And so going with it with a half mask version of the orc for them or a face version of the orc for them is, was, was a better move. So we did that for them. We were developing the female core. So we'll have female masks in the, in the faces soon too. And uh, the faceplate, of course, you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, the faceplates are a resurrection of our old faceplates. You know, we're starting off slow just because we want to see how it goes. The first five are two of our clown variants, the ghost faceplate, and then the pumpkin faceplate, and what was it? the doll. Yeah, those are our classic designs. Circling back to the immortal threads, that, that kind of seemed like a... A, a really large announcement, you know, because it's... It is, yeah. It's way off of what we normally do. However, when we started this, one of the ultimate goals was complete character construction. And and we started branching into that a couple of years ago by not only doing like the mask and the, the traditional sleeves, the gloves, but doing body suits where we have silicone muscle suit and our silicone creature suit, which is a full torso wraparound. And, and those are pretty big items. Moving you know past that, we want to start outfitting them a bit. So we have some really cool designs. Two of my favorites already in our Dracula vest, which is basically, it's a really cool gothic, like 
floor length vest, basically. It's like, so there's no sleeves, but there's two different optional shirts that go under it, or you can kind of pair it with them whenever you'd like to. And then I've got one called the Nomad, which is very wastelandy. It's just really cool. It's very tattered. There's leather in it. There's different, different fabrics in it, arm wraps, leg wraps, pants, a full jacket. The way the jacket fits is amazing. And then we have a separate like scarf hood that goes with it. There's a lot of cool little tricks inside of all of our costumes too, because since these are, we designed them, we designed them for, for the Haunter. There's hidden pockets on all of them. Some of the ones that like, there's a wizard costume kind of, that's a tunic, it's black. It goes, it's one of the ones that goes like to the wrist, but then drapes way down low. But what we did is we put elastic bands inside of it. So you put your arm through the elastic band. If you want to you know, raise it back to your like elbow, it'll hold in place there. The other thing that we developed is uh, an alternative to our big silicone muscle suits. We're actually doing foam and fabric muscle suits. Now, we've seen those out there. There's a lot of them in the superhero realm. And they're like, they're like meant to be like, you know, very chiseled chest and stuff. We make monsters. So we went where they don't go. We raised the traps up and we made it like more hunched over and more beast-like. So you can really get that beast-like profile by putting this muscle suit on. It weighs about a pound and a half. It is completely moisture resistant, which means that like, it isn't like a typical foam suit where you start sweating and obviously gets like 10 pounds heavier. We're using a reticulated foam that holds support. Also, moisture passes through it. It can't trap moisture inside of it. It's pretty cool. And it's it's really lightweight. And like what it does to your body structure is absolutely amazing. So that's coming out too. That'll be at Transworld. Yeah, man, it's, we, we're having fun with this right now. It's 10 years in the making. And I feel like we're just getting going. Why are you also interested in haunted attractions? They embraced us first. In the very early days of this company, when Andrew and I were you know, moving out of the garage and getting into our first shop, the idea was is that we wanted to make something that we were originally only gearing for film and television. And we wanted to make that available to anybody. And, and honestly, the first people that embraced us was the haunted attraction community. Remember, we actually had a relationship with, the, you know, Andrew used to work for Boneyard Effects back in the day. So it wasn't like we were blind to the industry, but they really took to us. And we really are fortunate and, and thankful, first and foremost, to the Haunted Attraction community because they're really what put us on the map. It makes sense as to why you're going there and, and launching new things yes. at, at Transworld. Yeah. It's our industry's trade show. And it, it really is important to realize the importance of that trade show because it is, for one thing, it's where we get inspired by others as artists ourselves it's one of those places that you get to go to and you see everybody else, you see your friends, you see all the different products and that's inspiring to us. We also see themes that are happening. What are, what are people interested in? You know, And then we can see a lot of old friends because it, it is about building relationships. And so for that, it's held a special place in our heart and it's where we want to launch a new product. We're not shy about showing stuff. We don't hold on to sculptures, but but when we want to really show off our new product, Transworld is a place that we do it. You, you also mentioned in there something I wanted to end on, which is sure. uh, themes and going and looking and seeing what's going on. Where do you see the industry going from your vantage point? I feel like you have so many perspectives. You have the the Hollywood side, you know, you have the effects side, you have also the fan side. So you see a lot of the trends, not just from the consumer trends, but also the, con the trends from the movie side. So what are you seeing? As far as the film stuff goes, okay, there's a little bit of a cheat on our part. We're, we have a lot of friends that work in the film industry. So I may have a jump on knowing what movies are coming out soon, you know, like, like what kind of movies are coming out soon. And I mean, if you pay close attention to like, sometimes my catalog and go, Oh, they just did a lot of those things. Maybe there's some movies like that coming out soon. We pay attention to those trends because we want to make sure that we're on the forefront of that. As far as everything else, I see the haunted attraction industry ever expanding. That's a given. Was COVID difficult? 
Sure, COVID was difficult for everybody in some ways. However, I saw more creativity come out of COVID because force it. The show must go on. People weren't really to, to roll over and die. So I saw so much cool innovation happening just to survive a year that seemed like it was going to be like impossible to do so. And for us, we hit the ground running too. It was like, I guess nervous energy. <laughs> like sometimes, you know, when lockdown happened, this is like now what, two years now? It's like, what do you do with your side? Let's just make monsters. Cause that's, you know, like yeah. that sued us. And so I think I saw a better creative burst come out of COVID than I'd ever seen. And it really applied to, to hot attractions. It's great to see that the industry not only survived, but it's thriving. You, you get that general sense from everybody you talk to. And so stepping into this one, it's really, I, there's no trepidation at all. It's more, it's more like, I think, I think everyone who's going is really going all out now. And that's a great thing because there's a lot more new product coming and there's, there's just great ideas that people have been harvesting over the last couple of years. Today's episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Hauntopic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.